0: O T M Radio. Entrepreneurs on the move reshaping lives for a better
1: tomorrow. What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. I can't evening and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show here on EOTM Radio. As always, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. We'll be discussing the latest in entertainment news, sports, fashion, and movie reviews. And then we welcome pop artist Najazim. I, I always mispronounce his name, but I know it. It's not just whose <laughs> uh, debut album Live and Dance Forever will uh, be available October 31st. Then later, Ronaldo Green will join us to discuss his new film, Stone Cars. As always, must be part of the discussion, so call in with your questions and comments. The number is 718-664-6543. Again, that's 718-664-6543. You can also join us in chat. There's a link on our Facebook page. Uh, Miss Parker is not in tonight, but Chike uh, has so graciously decided to uh, uh, accept my invitation to co-host. So, what's up, Chike?
2: What's going on, boss man? How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. Can't complain. Yes. Great Monday night.
1: Yeah. How How was your weekend?
2: My weekend was pretty good. I um, pretty much did nothing. I went to the movies, of course. Uh, but I have a big week coming up ahead of me, so I tried to, you know, lay right. low, chill back. Out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually uh had the pleasure of performing at the Atlanta Black Theater Festival on Friday. It was a four-day event started Thursday and went through Sunday, and they had an artist showcase on uh, Friday. And I started to uh, run game on them. <laughs> but I, I tried. I always tried to be a man of my words. Cause I told them I would perform. Um, I went out there, and I'm so glad I did. I mean, the caliber of talent, I was like, wow. And, um, you know, it was a great show. I did my thing, represented. you know. And uh but it was it was really good. There was a lot of very talented artists out there, um just, you know, array of different types of talent. So I was glad I was out there and part of that. Can I um, ask you a question? Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm?
2: When when you go out and you you make these uh, appearances and you perform at these venues, are you ever blown away about how people receive you?
1: You know, I'll tell you, cause there was a there was a point like maybe about 2008, 2009, where I would perform, but I would be so nervous, and it was like, when you're really nervous, it can affect your voice, you know, because mm-hmm. you're not really confident, and I remember um, the first time, well, it wasn't the first time, but over the course of like 2010, I had done a lot of shows, so I was starting to get more comfortable, I wasn't really that nervous, and I remember it was a live performance, it was a live band, at this uh, thing called Soulful Saturdays downtown. And one of my friends from back home, she had flown in. Uh, she happened to be in, and she was like, "Are you performing?" I said, "Yeah." And I remember it was a lot of talented artists there. And when I finished, when I finished singing my song, everyone was on their feet.
3: Wow. And
1: at the time, I really didn't, I, I didn't take it because you know I was just happy that I did a good job. But going home, I was taking her back to her hotel. She said, "Steven." I had no idea. And I was remember I was driving to downtown and I was thinking, wow, I'm finally where I want to be. You know, mm-hmm. where, so now when I perform, I don't worry about my voice. I just worry about, like, I don't worry about sounding good. I worry about putting on a good show. You know what I mean? Right, right. So so now it's like, you know, and, and like, I hadn't performed in a few months. But so Friday, and to get the response I did, and the funny thing was, she gave, Um you know, I was told Soundcheck was at 8, and the show was going to start promptly at 9. Well, you know our people. Soundcheck yes. started at 9, <laughs> and the show started at <laughs> 10. And so but I didn't know when I was up there it was Soundcheck. So I sang the whole song, not knowing it was Soundcheck. So I had to do it all over again. But it was a really good experience. And, you know, it was, a lot of really talented people. There's one guy who, when I first got there, he um, was like, what's up, man? And he looked a little familiar, but I didn't know where I knew him from. And so he even came up to me and he asked me. Uh, he said, "Do I
4: know you from somewhere?"
1: I said, know. we just assumed we had performed the same place before." And so he went up and did his sound check. I remember where I knew him from. He he and I both auditioned for a Tyler Perry play uh, a couple years ago, and uh, he we were in the in the lobby together, and he would before me. That's what wow. I so, yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. What's well, coming up with uh, conversations with Chike?
2: Well, um, we have something going on in Philadelphia called United We Band uh, where a lot of musicians get together and they basically play tribute to uh, certain facets of entertainers. And this um, upcoming one, they do it once a month, and and I keep missing them. They keep inviting me and I keep missing them. So I'm definitely going to the one at the end of this month, and they're doing The Sound of Philadelphia um, this month. So, I'm going to be interviewing the CEO of that, um, Ashley Scott. I'm actually interviewing him tomorrow. Then, I was invited to an event on Wednesday in New York uh, by these twin uh, brothers, the Von Bouger brothers. And they do PR work and um, event hosting for the celebrities. I'm actually okay. going to – it's called King on 34th. It's a new reality show that's coming out, and I'm going to their rap party. Um, okay. The Von Buzier brothers are real cool with all the mob wives, so I'll probably run into a couple of them while I'm up there. I'm looking forward to that.
1: That'll be great. Wow. That sounds like a good time, a good time. Yeah,
2: yes. I'm excited.
1: All right. Well, I know uh, Adam's on the line, and you both went and saw some excellent movies I heard. Is that correct? Yes.
5: yes. Tell us about it. All right. I want to say Gravity this weekend that just opened, uh, starring Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, and just kind of a brief synopsis about what it is. It's a couple astronauts that are in space working on uh, the telescope, and uh, there's some damage to the ship, so they break off from the ship, so they have to kind of get back to the safety of. everything, and survive. So it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's a survival tale. Um, I saw it, and I was highly impressed. This is probably the first movie in years that I came in with a low expectation, and it wowed me. It was uh, really good. Uh, the director is the same director who did um, Children of Men from uh, a while ago. He did the third Harry Potter movie. Uh, so... He he wrote he co-wrote it he co-produced it he directed it, um, and yeah it's just it's a great story I mean you're gonna be there and you know you 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 don't want to be in space um, you know kind of giving you that theme there's certain movies out there you know if you're stuck in the water you know your fear of the water if you're stuck in the wilderness and those are all great but there's nothing like this because really yeah. in space you you're in the emptiness. There's not even nature. There's not even wildlife. There's nothing that's around you. It's mm-hmm. just emptiness. So they did a real good job about that. Um and I highly recommend it.
1: It was interesting. I was watching the news this morning and uh they were talking about how they had to work with scientists to make sure that it was, you know, realistic. And one of one of the um well, I mean, astronauts, I'm sorry. Astronauts make sure it was mm-hmm. realistic. And one of the astronauts uh, who just happened to go see the movie cringed because they could relate to
5: what that would feel like to be yeah. out there. They couldn't even yeah. want to. And, turn, but, yeah. And going into the movie, I thought, okay, well, you know, I am not going into space as far as I know. How can this be relatable? How can I worry? But, I mean, it really hits heavy, and there's a lot of good themes in it. Um that you'll watch throughout it. That really, you know, I mean, it it, it helps you think, and it's it's just a great all around movie.
1: I've read that it broke a couple of records.
5: Yeah, first, sure. yeah, it beat uh, the October opening. I think Paranormal Activity three was the best opening in October. Uh, I think it beat those openings, and it's on its way to doing more. Wow,
2: that's good. So, did you, awesome. from the performances given in the movie, could you detect any? Uh, Sophie's being handed out?
5: Uh, You know, Sandra Bullock did a really good job. George Clooney did good. Um, Nothing I would say. I mean, they did great performances, but nothing I would say that's Oscar worthy. Um, okay. Unfortunately, I mean, I definitely love the performances, but yeah, it's just nothing that kind of, you know, made me say, oh, well, you know, this can be up for an Oscar. And you know what? It, it'll probably be up for a Best Picture nomination now that they do 10 movies. But, again, I don't know if it would win it. It's a great movie still, but it's just one of those that it's it's not what Hollywood wants as their Oscar-winning movie, if that makes sense.
6: Mm. Okay.
2: I saw uh, Runner Runner, which stars Ben Affleck and um, Justin Tiberlake, Uh and Anthony Mackie. It, <laughs> it was a good movie. I'll start it off by saying that it was a good movie. But I was left feeling like it was a story already told. Mm. Um, ben Affleck does a good job playing the villain. I do like him mean. I like him being mean and nasty. Uh, that he wears that well. Uh, Justin Blake was, you know, good, like he always is in the movie. Um, and I kept thinking, this movie seems really familiar. It seems really familiar. I've, I've heard this story before. And mm. I kept trying to figure out why it's so familiar, and I found out that Leonardo DiCaprio is a producer of the film. And then once I I found that out, I kind of figured that the movie was probably offered to him, like it probably was something that was written for him, and he probably, you know, denied it and said that he would fund it, but I could clearly see him playing the role, but the movie wasn't written strong enough for him. Because, you know, Leonardo is a beast. I just think that um, it's a story that has been told already. It, it's going to be good for DVD when it comes out at home. But um, it wasn't that stupendous to go out to see it in the movies. Not, I don't, I didn't think so. It's a good mm. movie, but not a great movie. Not uh, a great and, and And I'll go on to say again that Ben Affleck did a great job in his performance. But the overall movie for me is basically a story that has been told already, like numerous times. So it's a red box, it's a red box rental. Yeah, it's a red box rental, a good red box rental. A good
1: red box rental. Let me let me ask you this: You two, are movie gurus, obviously. Have you seen this movie called This Is the End? With the celebrities? Yes. Celebrity? yes. <laughs> I Hilarious. saw that. I saw that Saturday. Yes. That, that movie was just the most random movie I've ever seen in my life. But it was. Was, was it a Yes. It was hilarious. But that's it what makes hilarious. it so
7: hilarious is the randomness.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just I, I had to mention it because uh, one of my friends had it. So I watched I said, oh, my gosh. This is just crazy. And oh, everybody's yeah. playing no. themselves. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. What's coming up? Um, what's
2: coming up for me? Um, has, I don't know. Uh,
1: Jennifer Hudson has a movie that... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Okay.
2: I, ca- I can't remember the name of it, Um, but the premise Wait is me. that th- there are two little boys that uh-huh. are basically left to their own devices, and they're trying to keep it t- t- quiet. They don't want the adults to find out that they're alone because they will be separated. Um, uh, Jennifer Hudson plays the mom of uh, one of the boys, and she, for whatever reason, leaves them to their own devices. Well, she's
1: and on then, an, an and addict. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yes.
2: And okay. she um, leaves them, and they are trying to keep the secret that they're alone. And wow. they're trying to keep daily life going, you know, as much as possible without being found out. So that's the story and how they try to keep it a secret.
5: Wow. Nice. For me, uh, I'm going to go shift into the action movie this weekend and see uh, Machete Kills because the first one was just over-the-top fun action, and this one's got the uh, Sophia Verga from uh, Modern Family. It's got Lady Gaga in it. It's got Charlie Sheen, uh, Mel Gibson. So it could be a lot of over-the-top action, but it looks fun. Okay. Does uh, Quentin
2: Tarantino have anything to do with that?
5: No, it's a Robert Rodriguez um and okay. it actually started from they had that they had that double feature grindhouse uh, years ago. Well, and, I know he
2: had something to do with that like he executive produced it or something. Well,
5: yeah, so the grindhouse was two movies, shorter movies. One mm-hmm. was done by Robert Rodriguez, the other was done by Quentin Tarantino. And, and one that- of the fake trailers they showed was for Machete and they got such a high, like, fan reaction for that fake trailer that they made a movie out of it. So oh, it's kind okay. of interesting. Yeah, so it was so popular, and then the, I guess the first movie must have done enough for them to make a second one, so.
3: Groovy. And
1: hmm. All right, well, Adam, we appreciate you as always. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week. She keeps on staying on and close with me. Well, thanks, Adam. All right, thanks. Thanks, a- thanks a lot, guys. Have a
7: good one. See you, Adam.
1: All right. Hey, Ron, what's going on in the world of sports?
7: Man, big, big weekend, Stephen. Big weekend in sports.
1: Okay, tell us all about it. Well, let me ask you a question before uh, you go on to that. What, before you go that, I, I, I saw something on CNN today that I, I had heard about, but apparently the Redskins are being – the Washington Redskins are being asked to change their name because it's, been, it's offensive to Native Americans. And that was our question of the yeah. day today. What are your
7: thoughts on that? Uh, I say keep the name the way it is. I personally, um, and this is my point of view. So on if you got any issues, please send me a message on Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram. I yeah. really don't have no problem with it. Now, what I what what I can see that might be a little offensive is the actual imagery, the actual yeah. logo of a Native American as the um redskin sort of so to speak, but the name mm-hmm. Redskin to me is I, I think it's I think it's fine. Um I, I I can see how people might be offended by it but but I can also see how it can be um, you know, taken as a um as a symbol of um pride in native uh uh American culture. So mm-hmm. um,
3: yeah,
1: they're saying it's a mm-hmm. racial slur. They're saying it's a racial slur offensive. And someone commented, you know, the question of the day. Someone commented, if it was the New York Blackies with a little coon as the mascot, we would have a an issue. So I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because we that's not our
7: our history. Well, first of all, native Native Americans. That's what they wore. That's that's their garment. I mean, that's that's. That that's part of their culture. They um did wear, and they still do wear headdresses. So that's you know um whereas African Americans being darkies and and wearing blackface or whatever, that's not native, uh, that's not African American culture. So mm-hmm. I I don't see that um okay. being the same. Nah, so but yeah, was, that's, that's, President,
1: that, Obama, President Obama said that. He commented on it and he said that uh, if you have something that that uh, what I'm looking for that offends a group of people, he would change it. He left it open into like that. He didn't go into details. But I well, what, take.
7: well, what about the other um, teams that um, the um, Cleveland?
1: Yeah, teams, that's the Indians. Said
7: that. The Atlanta Braves, uh-huh. the Florida State seminoles i mean we can go on and on and on and on why is it right. that the Redskins are being you know singled out there are plenty of other teams that have um, native american um symbols as as their um as part of their um teams and they're not right. being called out so yeah i i think part of it has to do with politics you know i think a lot of it has to do also with um uh, money and mm-hmm. the washington Washington Redskins are a very lucrative, meaning money, fiscally. They're a very, very popular team, and they yeah. and they generate a lot of money, a lot of money. So maybe that's the case. I, I don't know, but me personally, I think that is fine. Stay it the same.
1: With
7: oh, what you just it's me. All right. else well, you got World sports. Oh week- man, sports man, just busy. First of all. I want to give um a shout out to Brian Shaw. He is the um new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Long overdue, well deserved, Brian. Con- congratulations, man. I hope that you that you're able to um you know do very very well with your new um position as head coach of the LA Lakers. I hope that that y'all don't win any um, championships, but I do hope that that <laughs> That uh, you do well, so nah I'm just joking. But now nah, seriously, Brian, big ups, congrats. Um, also Cincinnati, man, the Bengals beat Tom Brady 13 to six. That's not the um, that's that's major, but the major, 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 major thing is that the um Bengals defense ended Tom Brady's 52 game streak of throwing at least one touchdown pass. He had no touchdown passes at all in the game. None. He went 52 straight weeks for 52 straight games, you know, 52 straight weeks of throwing a touchdown pass. That streak is over. Mm. Who would have thought that that the Bengals would have done that? So Marvin Lewis, great job Mm -hmm. coaching, man. Big win. Patriots, better look next time. And We'll keep it moving. Mine, Let's see, uh, right. Oh yeah. yeah, I was actually down in um Miami. In Miami, right? I
3: yeah, man. One.
7: I got a nice old tan, man. I'm I'm just I'm just mocha, caliente, chocolate, caramel, all that. I'm I'm just bronze bro. Oh, right. Um it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. I was I was at the um Ravens Dolphins game Sunday and it was hot. Yeah, you hear you me? Is, I, yeah, that's all that's Real quick before I um before I, I finish up is Janae going to be doing um, um fashion? Yeah, right she's now? here. Janae's
1: here.
7: Okay, all right, Genera, Okay, so I'm a I'm a hurry up then, cause I was I was trying to go slow. Sorry, Janae. Okay, um, Ravens won by by on um, three points over the Dolphins, which actually put the Ravens in a three-way tie for uh, first place in the AFC East. With the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, all three teams are three and two. So ah. congrats to the to the Ravens. They're um their their um defense led by T Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, and Elvis Dummerville um sacked um Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill six times. I repeat. The Ravens defense sacked Dump. The Ravens defense sacked Tannehill six times, but get this though: being sacked six times, and 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 the Dolphins still could have won the game. That's I mean, so it kind of goes both. I don't know, kind of crazy. But anyway, um, moving on. The Jaguars and the Giants. I repeat, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Giants are still winless at zero and five. All right, let's see. What else are you? The Niners, um, they're they're playing good now. They 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 are they are finally playing like the team that actually went to the Super Bowl last last, <laughs> last year. They won Sunday night over the Houston Texans, thirty-four to three. I repeat, thirty-four to three over the wow. Houston Texans. Yes, wow. Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City fans out there, Kansas City, you all are five and zero. I'm just as shocked as you all are. I cannot believe that I'm saying this. The Kansas City Chiefs are five and o, five wins, no losses so far in the season, as are the New Orleans Saints, who are also five wins, no losses. Falcons. I don't think y'all are gonna make. Well, you all definitely, I don't think, are gonna win the um, division this year. I think that's going to the Saints. It's- the Saints are just playing amazing football right now, but the Broncos can still make the um, playoffs as a wild card team, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, see. Well, oh, my pick for MVP right now, Peyton Manning. His Broncos in the shootout with the Dallas Cowboys yesterday beat the Cowboys fifty-one to forty-eight. Yes, fifty-one to forty-eight. It was a crazy game. That that game had no defense, even none, mm. no, no defense. All offense. So, congrats to Peyton Manning and his Broncos, who are also five and zero. So, um, that's pretty much it. Oh, Stephen, I wanted to also mention really quickly. Um, uh, the U.S. women's gymnastics team. Okay. There is a, yeah they um, they won twelve twelve medals over the weekend at the um gymnastics world championships over in um in Belgium. So wow. big ups to them. And I also wanted to um give a special shout out to sixteen year old Simone Biles. Uh, sister girl um won won the won the all around gold medal and she also won gold on the floor e- floor exercise. She's pretty much being um being Groom groom to be the next Gabby um Gabby Douglas. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's um, on okay. here. So be on the lookout. I'm Simone Biles. B I L E S Simone Biles, sixteen years old. And one that's also actually you really quickly, if you heard about what Chris Brown said that he lost his um yeah, yeah, at eight again, years old.
1: Uh, oh,
7: okay, all right. Then, my bad. Uh, I just <laughs> all right, well. Everybody listening. Well what what are
1: your thoughts First on that Chris Brown that. saying he lost to virginity at eight at the age of eight?
7: I, <laughs> I'm like, really, Chris. I'm I mean I'm 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 sure that it happens. Um I have to take him for his for his word. I personally don't see an eight an eight year old satisfying a fifteen year old woman or no, whatever, but Maybe he knows some things that I don't. I don't know. At eight years old. But but he said that him and his boys, they used to watch porn together. So maybe he learned from Mr. Marcus and Jake Steed and all them. Yeah, whatever. Or right. Brian, Brian Pump or whoever. Yeah, but the whole crew. So anyway. All right, Chris. and, and your business. Yo, you walk and listen to me um, chat. You can see my pictures. You can ask me questions, comments, anything on Facebook. Aaron Cosby. Twitter, Aaron Cosby, Instagram, Aaron Cosby. I'm looking forward to hearing from you all. Janera, sweetheart, it's all yours. Steven, I will thank listen you, to A-Ron. you. Thank you, Aaron. All right,
6: Aaron. Right. Have a good Welcome one.
7: Back, Ms. Welcome thank
6: back, Miss Ferguson. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be back. Hey, How's Janera. Family? Hey, TK. How are you? I'm well. That's good to How's hear. Family? Uh, family? we're doing okay. We're doing all right. Good.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we we really missed you all last week. We didn't have any sales, so I mean, okay. I <laughs> think we have stuff for us. yeah for
6: us. So oh, I definitely yeah. missed you guys, and so hopefully, you know, I I came correct this time, and I have a couple of things for for everyone. Okay. I know how you always get on me, Stephen, about not having anything for the guys. So this is for exactly. everybody.
1: That's great. Okay, <laughs> I got my pen ready.
6: <laughs> all right. Well I'm gonna start off with Armani exchange. Um they're having one of their rare sales. They very rarely have any type of sale, um, simply because I think that he lost his mind, but
0: they are having
6: a sale today, they are having a sale today and today's the last day of the sale as a matter of fact. And if you shop today and of course you can shop online, you can get thirty percent off of all knit tees and sweaters. Okay, and that's for guys and girls. Um, in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is of course the full month of October, yes. Ann Taylor is having a special sale. Um, if you purchase a twenty-five dollar Ann Taylor cares um, uh, Ann Taylor card, you can I'm sorry Ann Taylor cares card, you can enjoy twenty twenty percent off of every purchase of one hundred dollars, or twenty five percent off of every purchase of one hundred dollars or more, when you use your Ann Taylor card. So of course. Um, the majority of the proceeds go to uh breast cancer research. Okay. Um, another sale that I wanted to tell you guys about tonight is J. Crew. They are always having a sale, but this one is very near and dear to my heart because these are all of uh, like the little clearance items that they've marked down. Um, they're having a sale on all of the final sale items. So if you are going to shop the sale, just make sure that this is something that you want because there will be no returns on this on this sale. Um, like I said, this is the final sale items, um, and they're giving an additional forty percent off of all final sale items, so these are products that are pretty much already discounted, and then they're giving you an additional forty percent off of that and If you are going to shop online, you need to use code extra four zero so extra forty in order to get that forty percent off. Uh, Gap is also having a sale. They're calling this the Shop Now and Save More sale. And basically the premise of the sale is that if you, the sooner you shop, the more you save. So if you shop today or tomorrow, you get 30% off of your purchase. And if you shop Wednesday, you get 25% off of your purchase. And this is everything in the store. And this is also online and in stores. So in order to save at Gap, Um, you have to use code GAPMORE, and that's G-A-P-M-O-R-E. I just wanted to let all the ladies know that, you know, usually around this time of year, of course, it's Halloween. um, This is the month of Halloween. um, Halloween costumes can be so expensive. Well, Wet Seal is, um, you know, they have a lot of Halloween items, and a lot of these items are just starting out at $0.99. So, you know, all of those little props and you can even go and get a full costume not for 99 cents but you know a lot of the props and things are all starting out at 99 cents so if you are shopping around for any type of halloween costume for a halloween party that you plan on attending this month then you may want to check out what deal to um today is the last day and this is for guys and girls today is the last day to shop at Lomen's in stores and online and get 25 25 dollars off of your purchase of seventy five dollars or more. Uh, one of my favorite outlet stores, FACT Fifth Avenue Office, is having what they call a their big sale. And if you shop now you can get up to fifty percent off of um of denim, of designer denim and women's shoes. I'm sorry, I just off my place. <laughs> so sorry. Um women of designer jeans and women's shoes. Uh, You can can get up to 55% off of men's shoes, up to 60% off of women's apparel, and up to 40% off of everything else in the store. And they actually um, have a new online store, so you don't have to go all the way to an outlet mall just to save. You can also shop online. Um, The Limited just added new markdowns to all of their clearance items um, for savings of up to 60% off of your purchase. Um, And, of course, these are all clearance items. So tops are starting out at just $9.99. I'm sorry. Uh, Pants are starting out at $19.99, and dresses are starting out at $29.99. Today is the last day to shop shoes.com and get an additional 25% off of already reduced sandals, shoes, and and boots. And, of course, you know, this is a great sale for this time of year because you can get an extra 25% off of boots. Now, keep in mind, and, of course, these will be boots from last season, but, you know, who really cares? You're getting 25% off a boot. <laughs> so um, this will be for a savings of up to 70% off. And to, um, you know, to save on this, on shoes.com, and, of course, this is an online-only store, you need to use code 25SALE. So that's S A sale And last but not least, uh, PiperLime is giving, um, if you shop com now, this is another online-only store. Um, they're affiliated with Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic. I talk about them all the time. Um, you can get thirty percent off of all of their five, of, of select fall items. <clears throat> and to, to to get the, to, I'm sorry to, you know, access the sale, you only need to use code FALL at checkout. So that will be F A L L, and that's everything. All
1: right, and they can find all this at com, correct?
6: They surely can.
1: There are links on our Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you, Jannera. Have a great week, okay?
6: Thank you, you too.
1: Okay, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be
0: right back.
8: You're listening to
0: The and Knight Talk Show On EOTM Radio. Radio
8: You're listening now. You're listening to
0: the Steed and Night Talk, Talk Show on EOTM Radio. Radio.
8: The Steed Night Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com.
1: Noddersim is as an ultra talented electric pop artist uh, who, is, who was born Nathaniel Small in, in Savannah, Georgia, but has resided in Atlanta since 2008. Nautism's goal is to reach millions through creative creations and his mixture of pop, R&B, and rock music. Larry Ray Palmer reports of musicbizcenter.com. Nautism is a real force in the music world. This guy is simply awesome. Music Connect magazine says Nautism is a brand, a leader, a trendsetter, believer, giver, out-of-the-box thinker. And Persona magazine describes him as a true artist with heart. Your debut album, Live and Dance Forever, it will be available October 31st. Please tell me welcome, not so. Welcome to the show. Mikey, that was a pretty good uh, introduction. I'm pretty excited now. Well, you know, we do our thing. Do a little research before before the interview, that's good. You got to, you got to. Now, you know, I've had the pleasure of seeing you live uh, perform live uh, a couple, I think it was a couple of years ago, we performed the same event, and I was blown away by, you know, your your showmanship, your stage presence. Tell us about what's going on your in your head when you perform a lot.
9: <laughs>
1: well, first I want to say I'm glad
9: that you uh, you spoke to so Holly of that performance. That was a bad one, so I'm glad I was able to press you impress you with that bad performance. It wasn't bad <laughs> to me. It wasn't bad to me. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I'm a perfectionist, well. When I'm live on stage, uh, my main thing is to connect with the audience and to um, tour them into the show because well, I've said it in interviews before, I have performed at places not as acceptable to my style of music and maybe mm-hmm. my look and my face paint, and I've had to tour them in. And like I've been at shows with um, with a lot of R&B and hip-hop uh, cats, I guess you would say, and they're not the dance types. They're not the people who talk right. like this or go fucking down. So I have to drag them into the show and by the end of the show everybody's pumping their fists in the air, so uh Doing I,
1: thing. I'm just Huh. <laughs> I said, doing I said they're in tune with what you're doing. You know, it's exactly. interesting it's interesting you say that because, you know, your music isn't you know, completely R and B. How do you des- how would you describe your sound? Because it is different from you know what you would think. You know, uh, black artists would perform. It is it is pop, um,
9: and it does have an R and B flair and a and a rock flair to it. Um, and I have some songs on the album coming out that are some mainly pop and dance, and then others have more of a rock flair. And then there's one or two that has an R and B flair. And um, the album I think connects to many different demographics, many different races. Um right. But it's it's more of a pop album, more of a dance album. If you love to dance, I think you'll like the
1: album. So who are some of your, your influences coming up?
3: <laughs>
1: Ooh. Um, I cannot honestly say, I
9: said this in an interview I had last week, I can honestly say that I never was the type to be just have, like, my favorite singer or favorite artist or whatever. But I do look to people like Michael Jackson and Prince because their innovation and their creativity and originality. Um, I admire people who perform live and and rock out on stage. I really do admire people who go through those hours of rehearsal and stuff like that. And just the originality and creativity of, of different artists, that's what
1: I admire. So you're someone who, obviously, you know, like someone said, you're a brand. You are a brand. You're someone you, you always see you uh, promoting your music and promoting yourself and always working uh, to get your name out there. Tell us the importance of that as an indie artist, you know, with a major sound, but as an indie artist trying to get yourself. How is that, why is that so important to stay on the ground like that? I
9: think because this back. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, everybody was putting out CDs and albums and all that, but I think this world today has become mainly digital and social uh,
1: media-led.
9: So if you're not constantly – I mean, you can get in the streets, and you can push the CDs in the streets, and you can stand on the corner and ask people to listen to your CD and stuff, but in today's market, you have to be on the Internet. You have to have your social media Mm -hmm. up. You have to be – on Twitter constantly posting, and on Facebook posting, and uh, yeah. your fans have to be updated. Your website has to be updated, and if you don't do these things, uh, people kind of lose interest, and most people are on the internet all day long, or right. they're constantly checking their phones and stuff like that, More so, more so than they are going places and being at events, so... It's it's very important as an independent artist If you don't have a major label doing it for you To be on the internet, you know, pushing
1: yourself I agree And so your album, Live and Dance Forever It'll be out October 31st Tell us about what we can expect We know it's going to be a dance and party type album What what can we really expect at the quarter record? Whoop, whoop, Halloween (laughs) first.
9: To come on with this album. Don't worry about your troubles. There's plenty of songs that you can just let go and dance to. Um, pump your fist in the air. It's a song on there. Glow stick. You can just throw the glow sticks up. It's it's an album that I feel that can cross over to many different international markets. Um, but it's a dance album. It's a fun album. It's no it's no really slow, depressing songs or songs <laughs> where I'm crying about love and All right. Yeah about past relationships. It's mostly talking about partying and having fun and just letting go. Um and popping and dropping and, <laughs> and Get it in. it's all of that. It's working right. and
1: all <laughs> that. all of
9: that.
1: All of
9: that.
1: <laughs> well, I know we'll be listening to two of your songs in our in our uh, last half hour in our playlist. And you mentioned Glow Stick. Tell us about that song. Um well, that's that's pretty cool because it's the first
9: time that anyone's heard glow stick or lost in the speakers, the two songs that you are playing tonight. Um yeah. Glow Stick is a song where I looked at I, I looked at different international markets and I looked at different clubs, um, and underground clubs and stuff like that. I was like, what is something that goes on in those clubs that don't go on in the normal clubs? And you see the people in the European clubs who have glow sticks and stuff like that. And I was like, since I want to reach and penetrate those markets, let me let me come up with a theme or a song that would that they would identify, um, a song that that they would re- realize what I'm talking about or whatever. So the glow stick song, even with the hook, um, we have a dance to the hook that we feel by the end of the song. The whole audience can catch on to that dance with the glow sticks, and that song will be performed live with glow sticks. Me and the backup dancers have been working on it all summer, so um, that that's just a song that I wanted to the international market and the people that does go to raids and those on the clubs to identify with.
1: And we we'll talk about lost in speakers.
9: Ah, uh, well, lost in speakers. Um, I wanted a song that was with that hard beat that a break dancer would want to break to or a pop and locker would want to pop
3: to. And
9: I admit that's, that's what I wanted out of that song. I wanted a dancer to hear that song and just really want to just start making up choreography when they hear that song. Um, that was my main goal with that song, to really make a dancer want to dance. And if he wasn't a dancer, I wanted you to, you know, want to dance. Because uh, when the beat break down... You kind of got the hip-hop, R&B feel to the beat when it it starts to break down. So um, not only do the fans of pop music and dancers can dance to that song, but when the beat breaks down, I believe that people who like R&B and like to uh, twerk or whatever can do all those things to that song also. You know, I
1: was surprised when I – I read that this was your debut album, I I don't know why I thought you had, had other. I know you had music out, obviously. So how does it feel for you? How is it going to feel for you waking up Halloween, the thirty first of October, and knowing that your your music is available for the world to hear? How's it going to be a feel for you? I'm sure I'm going to feel the way I've been
9: feeling every morning. Uh, my stomach feels it's butterflies in the stomach every day. Um, I'm constantly pushing this album and everything so i'm nervous i'm excited at the same time but i'm very nervous um i just want everything to go right and i'm working 24 hours a day to make sure everything goes right with this album so the nerves are, are gonna be crazy <laughs> i
1: just
7: well, want i'm it. sure
1: i'm sure it's gonna go go great What what else well i'll be promoting the album in the next coming month or so what else do you have going on Okay. I'm glad you asked that question. Speaking of the album, on November
9: 7th, we're having, uh, we're not having the album release party on the actual day of the album release. Um, I'm going to be doing some things, but it won't be an actual party. On November 7th here in Atlanta, we are going to be having the album release party, but it's not just my album release party. The event is called the Industry Connection Party, and it's in conjunction with my album release party. We have... Uh, um, it's gonna be the night where music, fashion, entertainment, and the dance industries uh, come together. I have three artists performing. I have three no, I have two fashion designers that's gonna be showcasing that night. I have let me see an answer and question panel um, that a few people from the music industry are gonna be on. Uh, Black Nicholson that's over the Almond agency. Uh, La Jackson who was formerly with Sony and I'm still talking with uh, CSAC to get some representatives from there to be on the answer Question panel. Basically, I want this event to be an event that also promotes my music, and I'm having my big release party, but I want everybody to get something out of it, uh, benefit off of it. And it's basically an industry networking and connection party. Uh, It's going to be at the Almond Agency, which is downtown on Peter Street. Um, Doors are open at 8, and they will... We will start the showcasing everything at nine. I'll also be performing. Amadi J will be performing. Uh, Aaron Woods will be performing. Uh, dope uh, artist. She has a big mohawk and everything. Um, choreographers, I have showcasing Teresa Patterson. I have a burlesque group called Neon Kisses that will be showcasing. It's just gonna be an awesome night, um, and I'm definitely gonna bring it on stage when
1: I perform. I know you will. Look, the album is called "Live and Dance Forever." Available uh, October thirty first. Get your copy. Listen, man. Thank you so much, and I wish you nothing but success with this project.
7: Wait a minute, Stephen.
2: I, oh, I yeah. have a question, okay. but, hey, hold is up, it
1: listen, Before you go, before you go,
9: I want I'll, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and say this on air. I'm hoping that this even uh, Night Show will become a part of this event and become a sponsor and a partner with this event. Uh, We still have some sponsors coming on and we're trying to lock down the rest of the sponsors by Wednesday, but we have about eight or nine sponsors and partners that are working on this Industry Connection event with you.
1: All right, well we have to check that out. Chica, you said you had
2: a question? Yes, I mean this brother is a wrestler. We didn't even talk about that.
1: Oh yeah, he's a wrestler. Yes, he is a wrestler. (laughs) I want to know
9: more about that. Like, he's a professional wrestler. What do you yeah. want to know about? Well, okay. I've been professional wrestling, uh, background story. I've been watching wrestling since I've been four. I've been professional wrestling since, I think, 2009. And, of course, I I have a background in martial arts, background in wrestling. I've been doing it since I was young. And now I'm on the professional level. And, of course, I've I've taken a break from wrestling for the past two months because I've been preparing for the overseas tour and everything in Indonesia and just pretty much rehearsing with my backup dancers. It's just been a, a long two months. But, yeah, I love wrestling. That's, like, my number one thing. I can't live without if I'm not watching. I don't really watch TV much, but when I do get to watch something, I'm putting in a wrestling DVD or I'm online watching wrestling or something. I love wrestling.
2: Wow. Okay, well, let's make a deal. I'm trying to put together a fighting show. I want to have you come back on to talk about wrestling. Let's do it.
9: Let's do it, and, um. Okay. Got to right. say it, I'm I run a wrestling promotion here in Atlanta with uh a couple other guys. So that that'll be something awesome. We we pretty much the business has been up and running for about 6 months now and it's called Progression Pro Wrestling. You can go to progressionprowrestling.com. Um, that's the wrestling company that
1: I'm um, one of the partners in. Cool. Wow. A lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. But the thing to remember right now is live and dance forever.
9: You better I live
1: feel- and dance forever. That's what I'm
9: talking about. You better <laughs> buy the album. <laughs> buy the album. Uh, buy the album, iTunes, Amazon, videos will be on Netflix, YouTube, live and dance forever.
1: All right. Well, listen, man, have a great night, okay, and much success. You all do, too. I enjoyed you. All right. We'll take a quick commercial break. Back with Ronaldo Green after this.
8: You're listening to
0: the Stephen Knight Talk Talk Show on EOTM Radio. Radio.
8: You're listening now. You're listening to...
0: The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. Radio.
8: The Stephen Night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMradio.com.
1: Stone Cars is a coming-of-age love story set in the shacks of Kawashiba Township, I'm sure I'll turn it up, one of the most dangerous areas in the world. April is faced with a decision that ultimately she will have to live with for the rest of her life. Ronaldo Green is the director and producer of this movie. You may remember his brother Rashad Green was on our show previously. Well, please help me welcome the director of Stone Cars, Ronaldo Green. Welcome to the show.
10: How you doing? Thanks so much for having me.
1: It's, a, it's a no, pleasure thank to thank you. Able to see thank you so much. Uh, Chike had sent me over your information. I said we have to have one show. You know. <laughs> you're- <laughs> we have to have it. So tell us before we go into, uh, stone cars, tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry and, and when you knew this is what you wanted to do. Uh,
10: well, my brother was uh, making films for a couple of years, uh, while he was at NYU uh, and I had a regular day job <laughs> with a paycheck. And I said, well, uh, it's kind of hard to leave that, leave that world. But, um, with Dunhill Road I, I helped a little bit on that production team and uh I saw sort of a an opportunity for two brothers to come together and do something that uh we haven't seen done in a while and I said uh I think I can leave this desk job and and join forces with my brothers. so I applied to NYU I got in and and that was the start of uh that was the start of our film company together
1: So what was it that made you say okay I, this I gotta do. I have to leave this day job where I have my steady check coming in, and to leave it and and to go on and pursue these dreams. What what gave you that that boost to do that?
10: Well, the first time my brother put me in a
1: film as an actor,
10: and uh, that it was a short film and it went to Sundance. So that was just sort of a wow. Okay, this is this is interesting. I you know five minutes of work and I get to go to Sundance and this is really cool. Now don't get me wrong, I had no no real passion or desire to be an actor, but my brother you know I guess he saw something in me and said let's let's try that. So that was the first taste that I got of sort of a, a, a of of the world of film. And then as I watched his sort of career develop, I saw him traveling the world and doing all these things, and I was sort of stuck. And uh, I always had the creative side. I just never thought, um, you know, I never thought about actually doing it. So watching my brother's career develop, and watching also how difficult it was him, as as difficult it was for him alone. And I thought, right. you know, this would be something very cool if we can do it together. Um, two minds are greater than one. And let's let's see if we can go ahead and, and try this thing. And so uh, I applied to film school. I probably would not have jumped right in. Uh, had I not gotten into NYU, NYU being one of the top film schools in the world, uh, yes. I figured if if they believed in me uh, and my brother believed in me, that I thought uh, you know I have the strength now to 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 go ahead and do it. So without his inspiration, without getting into NYU, I probably would be stuck behind that desk still. So um, I owe awesome. a great great deal of gratitude to uh, to my brother uh, Rashad.
1: So you two work very closely together. How is it like working with your brother every day on these projects?
7: Oh, it's amazing.
10: I mean, you know, we're best friends and and, um, my father raised us and and he made us close um you know when you're when you're young you typically you know you would normally fight with your brother but uh we weren't even really allowed to do that my dad would jump in and say hey wait, no you guys are going to be friends so he kind of put instilled that in us early and uh so we've been best friends for years and, and it's a great opportunity to finally have a a business um something that we can right. you know hopefully pass on and 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 continue some some form of a legacy Green
1: Brother films. <laughs> so so tell us about uh uh Stone Cars. This is your you wrote it, you directed, produced it, tell us about it.
7: I did. Actually, well,
1: there were a couple of producers
10: on the film. I I am one of the producers, but um, uh, there was another another producer, Chiara Bernasconi, and then we had some local producers in Cape Town. Uh, But this was a pre-thesis film for NYU uh, Tisch Graduate Film School. So it was my second year film, and uh, everyone in the program, I think there's uh, roughly 45 kids in the program, and each one does a film for their second year. Um, oh, so this is a film <laughs> that I had gone to Cape Town about six months earlier to shoot a documentary. Um, mm-hmm. And I was following a group of kids for about three weeks. Um, this group of kids I ended up actually casting in my film six months later. Um, it was the first time oh. I'd ever been to Cape Town. Uh, first time I'd ever been to Africa. Uh, actually, no, not sure. I was in Egypt uh, years before that. But first time I'd ever been to... Um, To South Africa, and I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with the people. Um, I had an instant connection there, Now I didn't know if I was going to actually be able to afford going back to tell the story, but I was inspired by the place. So I came home after shooting that documentary. I wrote the script, and then six months later decided I wanted to go back and shoot the film. Um, That's how
1: that happened. So tell us about the main character. Her name is April. Tell us a little bit about her story well april
10: April is the protagonist in the film she's uh eighteen, but I think she was seventeen at the time of filming and you know cape town is a is a rough area i mean you've got the you've got very very wealthy people and you've got very very poor people um, you know millions of people living below the poverty line april was one of these kids uh who literally lives in a in a one tin you know in a tin shack she sleeps on the floor. Um, you know she's got holes in her clothes, but she's a pretty happy kid, and as as are a lot of the ha- as are a lot of the kids in, in the township. So when I went to the township, and you see all these bright colors, and you see all these kids that are genuinely happy, but you know the, from the outside looking in, we're like, wow, oh my God, they live they live like this, and and there's no they don't feel that they're living any other way than what right. they already know. And so I was really just, I was moved by that. You know, I'm I'm looking as an outsider and saying, wow, you know, I, I'm feeling sorry. And I think they're feeling sorry for us. And right, exactly. I thought that was so interesting. And I thought that that was a, a good idea for a story to say, you know, w- we don't have to harbor on what's bad about the area. Not not to say let's skip over it and say that there's not problems. I mean, there's plenty of problems. K-Town being number one area for, for AIDS in the world, number one area for rape in the world so you've got you know all of these issues but you but you see happiness you, they live lives just like everybody else and i i figured you know <clears throat> I've seen poverty here and i've seen poverty in in many other areas of the world but i didn't want to focus on that particular thing but i did want to go to an area where it is prevalent so it's prevalent
5: so it it's a backdrop to the story
10: but it's not what the story is about it's about you know it's about overcoming that and that there is you know there is love in in, in various you know places okay
1: so where, where, when will we be able to see Stone Cars?
10: Stone Cars is actually uh, was acquired by HBO, so it, it'll be on airing on HBO Network starting February 2014. Um, so oh. I'll be putting out some some blasts for that, and we'll you know I'm I'm sending it out to festivals now, so hopefully it'll play some some top festivals. Uh, That's the hope uh, that uh, people will will have an opportunity to see it. It just played, uh, it had its Cape Town premiere at a a smaller festival. It's called uh, International Film Festival. Um, And it played really great there. We got some great feedback. And it was an opportunity for uh, the kids in my film to actually go see it. Um, You know, there's not many venues out there for them to actually do that. So it was a great opportunity for them to go have a Q and A, and they, you know it was really exciting for them. You know, never had had that opportunity before. So, I think it. I think it's it's it was great for the film, and it was great for them.
0: So, how how does
1: it feel for you per- personally having stone cars under your belt now? You you've done that. H HBO picked it up. It's going to different festivals. How does that feel for you personally? I mean it's a great achievement i mean it's a, it's a great
10: stepping stone I, right now i'm right now'm i developing my first feature film, and I think hopefully that will open up doors uh to to, to people and, and show them what type of work I can do um and obviously my brother and I work together, so you know using that platform to to help us make our our art is is always great so i feel you know i feel very good moving forward um you know obviously it gives you confidence that a major network, uh, you know, believes in you and believes in your art. Um, something that you just, you know, you do from, you know, from your soul. So I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it wouldn't make anybody feel
1: good. What advice would you give to an aspiring uh, filmmaker about getting started?
10: I think um, you have to really want to do this thing, you know, in any art form to, to be an artist. You have to really, really know that's what you want to do before you go and do it. Uh, So I think, you know, just gut-checking, but I think uh, there's no greater um, life in the world than to be an artist, you know, whether it's a musician or a painter. um, So to give uh, give yourself the opportunity to to find that voice and and to share that with the world, I say go ahead and do it. Um, I use school as a platform. Uh, For me, I think education was always practiced in my house, and I think that that was important. So... I, I'm all for going to school and 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 furthering that education. It doesn't have to be you know an expensive school. It could be, it could be doing online tutorials or, and and talking to filmmakers via Facebook. You know, not 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 everybody needs to go to grad school in order to to do film or to do any sort of art. But I do believe that you should definitely educate yourself on what that medium is and and then go full force. So. Um, for me, education was the key, and I think it it still is. And I, you know, I go to class every day. Spike Lee is one of my teachers, and you know, oh, so wow. I have the opportunity to learn from you know from some of the people that are that have done it and that are are doing it currently. So I feel you know wow. I feel very very blessed.
1: That is a blessing, Spike Lee.
10: <laughs> that is
1: what <a> <laughs> yeah. Althee a professor
10: you know spike is spike i think he is he's he's a legend and and it's great to to have sort of living history um teaching me and and you know spike is still young at heart and he's currently making a film so it's just great to learn from somebody that is is literally doing it now and um you know he's got some great you know words of wisdom for the class and uh, he brings in some some great guest speakers sometimes. You know he doesn't he doesn't tell you who he's bringing in, but you know and walk and will walk angrily. You know after he screens Life of Pi. So you know Spike wow. will, Spike yeah. will do things like that every now and again. But um, you know Spike is is an incredible incredible artist and 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 hopefully we'll uh, you know I, I you know hopefully I can learn a lot from him during this uh, during this time my
2: last year at NYU. Well, you're already off to an excellent start. Excellent start. Chicken, do you have something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of my jobs here on the Stephen Knight Show is that I'm a movie reviewer. And um, I, I one of our first guests that, that I found, um, was that two years ago, Stephen, was Ronaldo. Um, I'm Not Ronaldo. Rashad, I'm sorry. And I actually got to attend the uh, Gun Hill Road premiere in New York. And I, I believe I met you there. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I so admire you and your brother both. And one of the messages that I say all the time about the movies that I review is that I can't stand for Hollywood to recycle stories. And you brothers make so much um, in-depth art. And it has so much integrity, and I applaud you for that. Yeah, thank you I'll for thank you the art that you bring to the masses. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I mean, a very, very kind
10: of you to say. I hope we can continue to do that. <laughs> yeah, And I'll show absolutely. you
1: up. I'll show you what she gave to be very highly. I can't wait to see Stone Cards, to be honest with you. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ronald, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. And I look forward to seeing what the future holds for you, because I know the sky is the limit. So thank, thank you, you very man.
7: much, and,
10: and and you as well. I really appreciate you having me on the show. No problem. no problem Okay take care guys
1: Alright we're going to take a quick Bye commercial now. break And we'll come back with Stephen's playlist
8: You're listening to
0: The Steven, Steven Knight Talk, Talk show On EOTM Radio. Radio
8: You're listening now You're listening to
0: the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Night Show, Monday nights at
8: 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMradio.com.
1: Well, now it's time to go on to Stephen's playlist. As you know, we receive music from people all over the country wanting to be featured. And uh, this week we we'll select artists to play on our playlist, including... Major and independent artists, including Tamar and Drake, and Naja Sim. If you're interested in being featured, please email us at the Stephen at gmail.com, attach one or two songs, your bio, and a one or two promotional pictures. Now, remember, the songs will be edited for radio, meaning no cursing, and we definitely look forward to hearing from you. Now, the first song is by Naja Sim, entitled Lost in the Speakers. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's Playbook. Uh-huh.
11: When you put your fingers on the knob, turn it to the right loud and hard. Let the beat I be knowing, yeah, I be knowing. I be knowing, yeah, I be knowing. I be knowing, yeah, I be knowing. I be knowing. yeah, I be knowing. Yeah, I be knowing. You hey, yes, your back, I'll be knowing, yeah, I'll be knowing If I keep on grinding, in a minute I'll be blowing I got a crazy side, don't make me have to show it That man in the mirror is my own opponent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huggin', these ain't your shoes, Side pain, hunger, stress is only thing I see in the youth, I starting don't feel like Uncle Mike my whole crew, too loud, now whoosh, I, yeah, I be knowing it. reason why you shorty don't tell you where she going, behind them closed doors, I get her so open, y'all relationship with dry, so I keep up.
1: Our guests, Sim and uh Ronaldo Green, and a special thanks to our co-host Chica Evans, uh, for showing up for Miss Parker. For you listening at home, thank you so much. Continue to spread the word. God bless and have a great week. I can't